When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hello and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. I'm Aileen. And we're back. And we're back and we have no guests today. It's just me and Sammy. Finally. I've been our, waiting. Our relationship is the third guest. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the third guest in the room. Um, yeah, so today we thought we would talk about, I feel like we've had a really good slate of guests recently. Agreed. I feel like the podcast has taken a turn for the best. For the best. And... And we I are also, both wearing Arborian CC cream this week. Oh, yeah. I mean, this I literally, like I said, I went to Dr. Shari Marchbind the following day yeah. and she gave me a routine and I've been doing it. What's your routine? Tell, tell um, the fans. The routine is washing. I've been using micellar water. Then it's a, it's for the, makeup um, remover. Yes. Yeah. Then it's the discoloration treatment. It's called. This is day or night? This is day and night. Ah. Then the third step gets switched. The third step is is Floritin in the morning, which she gave me. What is that? It's like some dropper thing. The the two in the middle, Uh I'm about to say four things for each. Okay. The two in the middle are from her. Okay. So in the morning, it's Floritin. At night, it's, it's, she prescribed me Tretinoin, but the generic is, or the OTC is different. So I just went with that. My insurance wanted me to pay $212 for this fucking cream. And like, (laughs) no, my skin's fine. Relax. This fucking cream. Yeah. What is it? Do you know what it does? Um, what does it do? I don't don't remember. Check the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't remember. Um, I think it all helps with like discoloration, even skin tone, that okay. kind of thing. Because um, I don't really have actual acne. So, okay. yeah. And then the last step is a moisturizer. So Which in the one? morning, I've been, us- I've been using Super Goop. Oh, very nice. Um, with SPF. Great. And yeah. then in the night? At night, I didn't buy like CeraVe or anything. I've just been using like many of the night creams that I have. That we have. Because we yeah. get sent night creams all the time. And like. All the time. Night no, creams. No, we do. Color. No, like, no we I know do. we do. I've used so, all of them. And also it just, it just starts to run up a bill after a while. So like. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm getting scrappy. Okay. You know, <laughs> so scrappy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I also bought Arborian CC cream makeup. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I don't know if I bought the right tone. Like I feel I didn't because I did you buy Claire. No, That's I bought the I bought. one in the middle. I bought golden because my skin is a little darker, but I didn't I, I didn't even put on bronzer today. Does it look too weird? Tan? No. Do I look tan? No, you look you do look tan. Okay. I've like been, in an unnatural way. No, not in an unnatural <laughs> way. Although I did just get a compliment from Kay that I look tan. It's also because I've been using you the super tan. goop sunless tanner. Oh. I'm testing it out for the wedding to see if it'll work. Don't do that. Why? You can't even tell. Don't do sun, sunless tanner for the wedding. No, it actually You think look, do you do you see anything gross? On my arms. Gross. I don't mean you gross. Know. I just mean what if you're like a color that you don't want to be in pictures. That's why I'm testing it out now to see Are if. Is somebody taking professional photos of you in natural lighting? You know, maybe <laughs> I will ask somebody to let's, do that. Let's do a photo shoot maybe in I'll the light. Maybe I'll pull out the camera that I have. Ask Avi to go to outside. You have to go outside, natural light and pose. Okay. Put on, that. put on a gown. Put on my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I'll do it. And then when I get the next fitting, I'll, I'll yeah, do it there. That's a good, oh. But what? does it not come off on the on the on the dress? Honestly, That's what I worry about. No, the it's most. not like a spray tan. I think that the sunless tanners you've used in the past have just not been as good as this one. I've never used sunless tanner. I've only you've used seen other people use. Yeah, and I've only used like a spray tan. Right. I also have used a spray tan, but I did a spray tan trial in um in Florida, and I'm just afraid that it's going to come off all over the dress. So I'm going to use this. It, you, it literally is so light I'm, and natural. I'm stressed for you. <laughs> I I know I know, but I honestly think it's it's light and natural, and I recommend it. And I'm Light not and being paid. Light and refreshing. Super I, Goop Sunless Tanner. It's like very, it has SPF in it. Like, okay. Do I look No, no, fake? you're, 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 yeah. this looks, this right. This is it. Yeah. This is the result. 
Okay, Normally, but I'd we're be in super a yellow-toned room, so I would really recommend getting a profesh cam. I have one. My mom bought it for me for Hanukkah like two years ago. Yeah, I remember. And <laughs> and go in the natural light or the lighting in which you will be tugged. Florida light. <laughs> yeah, Florida light. Natural Florida light. Oh, yeah, man. the wedding is um, in two months and five days. Uh, yeah. Six days. Holy shit. <laughs> that is wild i'm free like 67 i sent 66. my rsvp back i got it it my, said my flight yeah said, bitch <laughs> yes no, i wrote yes bitch <laughs> yeah that was what um, you had the best you, you were the only you're the only response card so far with a curse word on it <laughs> you can count on me to make things inappropriate <laughs> i mean it's really just i'm i know it. i knew that you were getting it Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So today we thought we just would have a chat. Me and Sammy also got a lot of DMs Carly put up. Um, and there was a big article that came out on BuzzFeed after the Taylor Swift documentary, um, which we talked about on the At Betches podcast. But um, basically, in the Taylor Swift documentary, Sammy loves Taylor Swift. I'm very neutral. She talk- that has been an evolution for me. <laughs> it has been, which I can speak of. Okay, wait, but before you speak about evolution, about you and Taylor, I think there's a lot that people can learn from her. And if you watch the documentary, I think a lot of people can relate to. Did you watch it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Go yes, ahead. I did. I did, and I talked about it on that batches. But so anyway, so the what I really liked about part of the documentary was that she sat and talked about her disordered eating. And what I didn't like was that I wish she would go, she would delve deeper into it. It was a very casual conversation, but I can see that as like, a that is how she relates to that about herself. It is very casual and she wasn't ready to talk about it just yet. So she only kind of dipped her toes, but I have a feeling that there's going to be a part two about that. Well, I think that, okay. So basically after she came out, should we give the background on the documentary yeah, and then yeah. explain like what conversation came out of it? Yeah, everybody, I think the conversation everybody should that came, see it. The conversation that came out of it, I think actually really connects with this podcast and what we talk about all the time, which is sort of this like low level disordered eating. Maybe you're not in like a full blown eating area. disorder, but like you're definitely not healthy. It's what Lisa's episode was about. Hey, I'm yeah, exactly. Well, necessities. Um, exactly. Um, so Taylor Swift what I loved so much about this is that she really re- like I felt that she was truly being honest about who she is and revealed sort of like the rationale b- behind all of the like dumb press moves she made and like mm. this constant trying to like why we have all felt she was manipulative for so long and the essence of it is that she sort of just feels like she needs to like be good and make everyone make everyone happy and make everyone love her mm-hmm. and that that is sort of like led for led to her being like this almost pull like a polarizing figure because of her attempt to like always like be good and like do the right thing and also appear that she's doing the right thing like be a good girl that's what i be thought. a good girl is yeah. like literally what she said which yeah i compl- i related to this so hard like <laughs> this constant feeling like i need to just like be you know positioning that i'm like making everyone happy and like uh-huh. that no one's like mad at me and that like i'm appealing to like people and and that is what she's obviously struggled with. Yeah. And that's why, like, I used to say I love Taylor Swift's music. 
like literally I could listen to it forever <laughs> but I don't I have issues with her as like a public figure yeah but I've always found her to be like fascinating as a public figure because and now I understand why because it's all just in the service of like trying to like impress people and we all know what that's like as women like to just yeah. feel like I'm not good enough I have to be good in this way I have to be good in that way I have to be like the perfect partner the perfect you know career like the perfect career person, yeah. the perfect friend. Like, I need everyone to love me. That's why she did the whole squad thing. Yeah. So, and, and then she talked about her eating. And her she eating. talked about her political evolution, which we'll say we have talked about well, on this podcast, so we won't talk about it here. To be honest, I felt like the documentary was sort of this excuse, not an excuse, is like she was asking for permission for her to, to take the political stage. Like, it was almost counterintuitive to her message a little bit like I didn't feel that she was asking permission I think she was finally like explaining why it was so hard for her because first for, I there's uh, a but whole I of the country that that thinks that Taylor Swift represents like white nationalism and like the alt-right thinks that Taylor Swift was like their girl because she no I no, that's I'm like a thing as you say that you're like holding oh, up I'm your arm I'm holding my arm up in a, almost a Heil Hitler-y <laughs> yeah. way <laughs> and by accident okay no there's a whole swath of the country that idolized her as like this perfect like essence of whiteness yeah and I think that she was afraid of what she would lose if she actually said what she thought and that's why she like and it was showed, dangerous yeah yeah and that's why she showed her decision making i i get it yeah no i totally get that and i i, I mean i i really i liked the documentary I honestly forgot about everything i just watched like 10 minutes after i watched it because i felt like it wasn't deep enough for me but again that's why i feel like there might be a part two i would love a part two you know what i mean but um okay so let's talk about the disordered eating scene so she's in a car she's in the back of her car and she's talking about how she used to see so she she was very thin before now she, now what she says she's a size six now but before she was way smaller and that wasn't like accidental it's not good for me to see pictures of myself every day because i have a tendency and it's only happened a few times and I'm not in any way proud of it, but I get, I tend to get triggered by something, whether it's a picture of me where I feel like I looked like my tummy was too big or, or like someone said that I looked pregnant or something and that'll just trigger me to just starve a little bit, just stop eating. Which to me was inter was completely like news because I always saw her, like when she was that thin, I always just saw her as a, a child still or a teenager I even though that. I didn't really know her like she's our age she's 1989 of her discography although red is debatably better I don't know okay yeah. um <laughs> what was I just saying oh I, I, so thin. when she would step out like very very kind of lanky thin I just thought like oh she's still in that phase and not really recognizing that I'm like 27 and like we're the same age I thought that too I was like oh she's just like our thin 25 yeah like I was like oh she's obviously very thin, but I always thought that was kind of her natural like waif like same I, I didn't see her as like too thin I didn't like like as in like oh yeah. when you look at someone who's like very clearly not well, eating at all. I thought she was thin. I thought it. I thought it was just normal for her, Me natural too. because she had she started off like her career as a teenager in this like country vibe, like big hair, like lanky, kind of tall. tall, very tall. And so I just <laughs> very tall. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that that was like natural but it was so interesting to hear her talk about that with the visuals like overlaying her walking yeah. red carpets that thin that I thought like wow she was so beautiful but I didn't know like at the time I thought like wow like what an idol of thin yeah. sveltness but I but now thinking back she was said she was starving herself a little quote unquote yeah she said that she would see like a picture where someone would say she looks pregnant or if like you know she looks like she has the pouch which we all have all the time that she would say like that would trigger me to just starve a little bit just stop eating at one point she said like i told people that i was like 
exercising, but I was also eating. But in reality, like I wasn't eating. Yeah. Um, and she also said that she, this I thought was like very interesting because she's a performer. Like the amount of calories you must expend performing a show for three mm-hmm. hours or two hours or however long it is. She must, as she said, she was like, I thought that it was just supposed to feel like I was going to pass out at the end of a show or in the middle of it. I thought that was how it was. So like clearly she was not eating enough to give herself the energy she needed. Mm-hmm. And that, that spoke to me so much because I think about how like in college I would just like not eat till like mm-hmm. 5 p.m. And I was like, oh, like I guess I'll just feel not optimal or how we used to talk about like oh there's just like these women who are just thin and the way that they stay that way is just eat like a bird like a lisa renna like a pick peck in a pack and like they're full you know so and then there are women who i think train themselves to do that and mm -hmm. then they continue it their entire life like i can name i'm not going to but like there (laughs) definitely are but in reality like it was so nice and refreshing to hear Taylor like recognized that it wasn't making her feel good to be that way and that she actually is saying that like the size that she is now having started to eat and been eating more actually gave her energy actually made her feel good and just sort of accepting this is the way my body's supposed to be and that's it and then if she if and I, I really like that shift because I, I can now re- I feel like I can relate to that like wherever I we're the same age like you know yeah so then I thought it was interesting when she's like sometimes I'll see a picture and I want to just like stop eating but then I say to myself we don't do that anymore like that's not us we do not do that anymore and it's kind of funny because the way that she's talking to herself like coaching her like her that that devil that's there is like you must be thin like it's actually it's so it's also really refreshing to hear that like people are going through like these she's this insane most famous performer ever and she's just dealing with this dumb shit (laughs) this shit and it's not actually like that we're all dealing with it is that is the plight of women. Yeah. We all have to deal with this. We all have to deal with like, oh, you you're too thin, you're too fat, you're too you're too tall, you're too everything. Like your your skin's not good enough. All the all the shit yeah. is constant, and that's why the beauty industry is able to get us to spend thousands of dollars to prepare for our weddings. More than thousands, but yeah, no, and uh, it is in the thousands. Oh, We're like, not in the millions yet. Well, just high thousands of thousands over a lifetime. Over a lifetime, yeah. Um, but also I thought. Something that hit home with me was when she was like, I, 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 these, these women have this big ass and they tell me like, I need to have that ass. But when I have that ass, I can't have a flat stomach. And then when I want a flat stomach, I can't have that ass. And that's like, no one said that ever. Like no one says that online, like ever. Well, like that's the problem with the fact that the, that our society glorifies the fucking Kardashians who have both. so and little it, to offer in terms of like, like progressing our like where we are but, in terms of our headspace but i mean just even like forget that like i i just it's just yeah they have that but they they have so much money to get it and then there's taylor who wants it but like is taking the other route of sort of accepting her her body as the way it is you know what i mean and like not not ignoring those feelings of of i need oh my god not ignoring those feelings and um, just kind of keep going and like listen to her body and like give it what it wants instead of starving herself and like getting ass implants. Well, I think that the the other piece of that is that like Taylor's able to do that because and OK, so there was this. Also, uh, also she would the, look weird with ass the, implants. The, <laughs> that in. the other piece of it is that so there's this article that came out on BuzzFeed, which was like mm, basically yeah. about how she had talked about this and the theme of it is sort of like that gray area of eating disorder or disordered eating that that phrase didn't exist really like 10 or 15 years ago to like diagnose yourself with yeah and i think the reason taylor swift is able to say we don't do that anymore is because she was only ever in this gray area yeah she wasn't like like in the past we've had like jesse on the podcast talking about like her severe eating disorder like i don't think jesse could just be like we don't do that anymore. like it's not that simple for her like like or for people who have full blown eating disorders that land them in bed for weeks mm-hmm. at a time, like that's it's just not the same for everyone. But I think that 
you, like the the people who have like sort of the far end of the spectrum of eating disorders are the ones who get the attention of like oh well if I'm not like that I might not I'm fine like I'm yeah. normal like but actually so many of us live in this like con this area where food is constantly on our minds but we don't look emaciated or mm-hmm. we don't like and we're not you know throwing up after every meal mm-hmm. and we're not completely starving ourselves but the way that we approach food is deeply unhealthy where we'll like you know maybe maybe I'm a, I'll become a vegetarian just so I like can now have like easier rules around meat yeah um or what like Lisa was saying that she was like the healthy girl and she would get a salad while everyone was drunk eating like but in reality that was actually that wasn't healthy it was actually just kind of disordered a way way for her to control herself i've actually recognized that i have still kind of have it like in a major way like i thought i've been like on this journey of fixing but not really when i realized when i tried to stop calorie counting and like i can't even explain to you what what kind of revelation it was like not being not calorie counting made me feel this like in like i felt like a like a chicken without the head. head. <laughs> That's what they say. Running like, around like running a chicken around. without like, I felt out of control despite the fact that I intrinsically know what I should and shouldn't be eating. But I still felt or feel out of control. Like, and I, then I was trying to really like reflect about it. Like, what is it about that like you feel so out of control and it's that I feel like if I don't put it in this calculator that I will get fat despite the fact that I'm I, if I'm like take a day where I'm eating without counting the same thing that I'm doing with counting I feel like I've I've gotten fat on the left day you know the first day right it's an emotional thing so I'm on some so I realized I can't go cold turkey so we're figuring that out now well okay I do just want to say something that may be disappointing but also potentially hopeful yes if, and this applies to me this applies to I'm sure so many listeners yeah ultimately like people have lifelong struggles like yeah. that they struggle with some people have anger issues some people have relationship issues some people have issues with food maybe it's issues with money like they can't stop spending or whatever it might just be that this is sort of our lifelong yeah. thing that there will be hills and valleys. There will be times where you feel more okay and more healed. And there will be times when you feel probably like out of control, yeah. obsessive about it. And I think that we just have to accept that it's not like this is this is the this is sort of the uh, challenge that your brain chemistry and your and whatever it is bringing. Yeah. Has and your upbringing has kind of landed you with or Here's and me thing. too. I'm on the path of accepting it. (laughs) I really am. Like I, I felt like I have. And the thing that I'm working on, the thing that I think is the recovery or the, the way to recover is like practicing self-compassion. Yeah. And like allowing yourself the hills and valleys allowing like saying it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay. If you do have to count one day, you're, you didn't fail. It's okay. If, it's a, it's it's celebrating the wins, not really feeling bad about the losses, and 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 it's so much. It sounds like yeah, obviously, but like when you're feeling it or you're practicing, it's like this. It's a real practice. Like it's not. It's work. It's real work. Like I have not, turning thirty. <laughs> I have figured out like what people say when it comes to like how much work it takes for self development. Yes, it is like so active. hard. We talked about this yes. the other night. Yes, like how you like you can't let anything fall to the wayside anything well but you also can't have guilt if it does that's the that's no i mean over the course of a long period of time yeah like you can't just be passive about anything in your life and you have to like constantly in in a in a soft way like in a soft forgiving way work or be like more mindful identify what you're doing and what you're not doing and things about you that you want to make better over a long period of time like nothing like 10 years i'm talking like not yeah. like this isn't a, a, a quick no. fix scenario people really can't change on like the time yes you can make some changes in a year but the real time horizon yeah. you need to like actually make progress is like five to ten years like and like you're saying like it really is work like it's constant training your brain like I've spoken to my therapist about this so many times like she's said I should go on like an SSRI and it would be easier for me to not feel constant anxiety about 
the very shit that the I feel SSR anxiety. Is, that's um, like an antidepressant. Antidepressant. Or yeah. like, but it wouldn't really be for like depression. It's really for anxiety. Yeah. She said to me like, you could go on an SSRI. Things would be much easier for you. And I'm like, honestly, like I don't want to. I've like had a bad experience with one. Like I just don't really want to and she's like okay well then you're gonna have to work really hard every time you have an anxious thought you're gonna have to do these exercises and you can't just give up because you're tired Mm -hmm. she's like you have to like keep doing it or you're not gonna actually you're you're gonna keep experiencing the high levels of angst and like threat that you Mm -hmm. feel yeah so it's just it's it's like a crazy revelation to (laughs) but the thing is finally I i think there is a space to be like happy or appreciate the things that come easier to you because you have things that 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 other people need to work super hard on that you're like okay like I got that like maybe you're better at like managing your money or like something like that like it could be anything in in these last like few weeks that I've sort of had these mental changes or mental shifts I have like notice that I feel so much more grateful for a lot of things like I used to write down things I'm grateful for but I had so much trouble like writing something that wasn't like didn't feel quote unquote cheesy or like that you were just saying because you felt obligated to yeah. say it but now I write the cheesy things and I don't I, and I feel connected to those cheesy things you know yeah. rather than before I was like yeah well fucking obviously I'm grateful for my health but like really I am like I yeah. feel like am I grateful for like my family living close like the little yeah. tiny things like I feel I, I like feel like you feel this connection to it. Like your heart goes with the words. Yeah. You're writing. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I actually think that the, the one advantage of my anxiety has been that it actually has sparked gratitude in me because I have so much anxiety about loss mm-hmm. of, of things or people or uh, I, like I told you, like I'm a, I can envision yeah. myself like walking across the street, getting hit by a car every time. Like just, I have these like very vivid fears And so on the flip side, it's easy for me to be like, I'm so grateful that I'm safe and healthy and my legs work and everything works. Thank God. Like it's so because I'm so afraid and these like fears are so vivid for me. I'm so I can like really feel what it's like to have them, which I didn't used to be able to feel a dinner with friends. And I like also told them like I can I have these crazy like vivid like like visions of scary shit like all day like if i cross a bridge like i'm i see the flying off like i i I get prepared yeah every time i know and they're like that's like not like not everyone really that's not like that i don't want to say normal but they're like that wasn't that's not that normal maybe you should talk to your therapist about it no and i like haven't ever because i thought it was normal like most people like think about death 24 7 (laughs) And they're like, and they're like, no, not no, really. No, just us. Yeah, <laughs> and, and maybe a few no, other not people. Just us. Not I think just us. it's. I think it actually. It's you. You. You said this to me the other day. Maybe it's not normal, but it's common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was just like, oh, like maybe. I, but I'm kind of scared to talk to my therapist. But I don't really want to be dramatic. No, I don't want to be like. Well, I thought of this other thing where I. I'm crazy. I literally go <laughs> and I list. I'm like, these are the things that I thought of. Like, I'll envision. Like, I'll be cutting vegetables in the kitchen and I'll envision myself cutting off my own finger like these deep it's normal common, <laughs> common. <laughs> right like these fears that come out of I could cry right now like they, they come out of nowhere my brain can't not make them and my therapist asked me she's like is this getting worse for you and I'm like yeah it is getting worse actually and I think the reason it's getting worse is because my life has gotten better so the fear yeah. of loss has gotten so like my, mine is acute. because we've gotten older and you're so much less invincible now like you yeah feel, i don't take things for granted anymore but like even just yeah like i you've seen me like i will not jaywalk <laughs> and i'm and you're both you and jordan are like you're fucking nuts and i'm like you must be a predictable walker <laughs> like you need to cross when it's correct and maybe but that's then a I new remind, form of control no it is like, i don't know remind, like think about um a few weeks ago in manhattan like this woman was walking yeah. like and just a brick fell on her or some from construction site and like she's being a predictable walker i'm sure but there's just freak accidents that that happen and like we can't take it for granted even for one second that like we're just here and it's okay like it's really crazy yeah it's like we think oh if i just try to control everything it'll be fine but there's so many things that are out of our control and i know it's so painful to accept that but all i guess you can do is appreciate what you have when you have it 
I definitely work on trying to accept it. Like, I'll just be like, okay. Like, I try to take Jordana's mindset, which is very, like, she she and my and Alexa always say they have a strong death drive. <laughs> like, yeah. and I'm just like, you know, like, they love turbulence. They love all this shit that I... I would, you know, just be the happiest girl if I never had to experience it. Right. But, um, but then you find something else about your brain. I know that. Yeah. I know that. But I, I'm just saying I'm trying to work on like that, that mentality of like you can't control everything or most well, things. Well, <laughs> and well, it's a process. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Here's the thing I've learned about myself recently through therapy is that my anxiety and I think you may have this too Mm. uh, presents almost like an OCD person like Mm. I don't have the symptoms of OCD where I'm like checking the lights or anything it just keeps persisting like the thought just comes back and back and back and she taught me this exercise to do and it had like four steps in it the first is like you have to give me an example okay here's an example Avi's going skiing on Monday and in my mind I'm like you shouldn't be skiing so close to the wedding like you're gonna break your legs or something and I'm already envisioning him on crutches at our wedding on the dance floor yeah like I'm like (laughs) and I'm terrified I'm like I picture the the fall I picture like the trauma traumatic event of the of the scary thing not the result after like I picture like what it's like to, (laughs) to hurt yourself so traumatically and then like all of that scary shit like over and over again yeah oh, right. okay <laughs> like so you have the you have the ocd thing, <laughs> yeah. i think but i'm just gonna i know not i have a therapist but i mean i, I definitely have, have ocd in the article when oh, she was like do have a- in the, in the, in the, come on in the article when when that girl the most relatable thing to me in that article in the buzzfeed article was when she's like i'm a type a and like i'm the kind of person who like thinks everything is achievable if you create a plan to get there <laughs> oh yeah you and do. i was like yeah. i like what's a plan <laughs> but anyway but, so you were saying anyway, so the so the exercise is that there are four steps the first is that you have to like re like label the thought and say like what is this thought like am i catastrophizing is it like i'm not accepting something or tolerating a reality am i criticizing myself like what is that uh-huh. the second so you label it as like a thought so in i'm catastrophizing that i will break his legs and then won't be able to like yeah be like dancing right, our wedding me, okay so I'm, that's I'm, so i can label that's a catastrophe like, what are the other labels 
self-criticism judgment like you're not non-acceptance like when i'm in the subway and it's so loud and i'm like so fucking mad that it's so fucking loud and i can't hear my <laughs> podcast uh, that's a non-acceptance thought i'm not <laughs> accepting that the subway is making noise um, okay okay then i then the second step is to attribute it so either to like my anxiety or like my obsessiveness or my like depressive thoughts or like like fear okay. so attribute it I'm pretty good at the first two steps. Okay. The third and fourth steps are basically that you're supposed to like revalue something and like refocus. So in that time, I'm supposed to focus on like, she said I should focus on like Bruce's ears flopping around because it's so cute. <laughs> but what does that have to do with Avi skiing? To, to get your mind off of some, off of these fears and onto something that is like happening in the moment that I value, that I care about. Okay. I have a hard time taking the steps from one and two to go to like three and four which is to like what's four it's basically put your mind on another task so like let's say the let's say avi skiing is like i'm i've said okay that's a catastrophizing because i'm anxious the third step would be like focusing on like right now what do you mean right now what would you refocus on right now like the fact that we're doing this okay which i'm not having trouble with at the moment but like let's say that he had just texted me something i broke my legs like i couldn't you know yeah and then you're supposed to focus on something that you like value. Okay. So like if I want to make a great podcast, I'm focusing on like making this as good as possible, being in the moment here so that okay. I'm not thinking about like him breaking his legs. Got it. You know, so, okay. but the hard part for me is the, re- the, is the, 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 the second the half. The recovery of it. Right, the recovery yeah. of it. Like I'm good at labeling it, but then my the issue is that because the anxiety is so like persistent, it just goes to a different thought. Then it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna like, <laughs> chop my hands off like yeah, you know what i mean yeah. it goes to a different thing you're you're going to another catastrophe <laughs> yeah right and that's what the hard work is is yeah. that you have to keep doing it like i can't just do it once and then it's over like yeah. you have to keep doing it all day so that your brain learns like brain plasticity like lisa said your brain has to learn i can do something differently interesting i'm gonna try that you, you should it's good i'll send I you the sheet she like, gave me swallow or, that I, my like anxiety and i'm just like all right you just have it you're going to get off this bridge soon. <laughs> well, I think that that probably like works, but it's like a, you know, it's a band It comes back. That's right. That's yeah. what the issue is that it, because you're, you're, you have the anxiety, so it's going to find its new, it's going to find a new path. Just avoid bridges. Um, you can't. You're supposed to expose yourself to the things you're anxious about. I'm like, oh, no, thanks. Oh, <laughs> now I have so much stomach anxiety. I feel it. Right now? Yeah, from like just envisioning being on a bridge. But right now we're focusing on making the best podcast because yeah. we value helping people. We value. I'm not even on a bridge. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just like, my imagination is so vivid. Like, so I can vivid. place myself in a place. Well, something. you're a very visual person. I think we're both pretty visual. Yeah. So that doesn't help. Yeah. Should I go to a Reiki specialist? <laughs> have uh, you heard? Have you thought? Yeah. I, think I, I went would, to a Reiki when I was a child and my mom brought my brother to do Reiki. Yeah. It was called craniosacral therapy, but it's basically Reiki. Yeah. Um, and I did. She would do it to me. And I still ended up this way. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be open, I think, to these kinds of changes. Yeah. I wasn't open when I was like six. I was like, why are you doing it. this? My, I'm considering doing all this spiritual stuff. Honestly, people who I think have faith and I'm talking in this situation about like my mother-in-law. Yeah. I think she is like, she's just like, you know, it's just, you know, it's in God's hands. Yeah. Let, like yeah, there yeah, is yeah. a person, there is when a way. When did we way, talk about that? Probably this oh, weekend. Oh, it was an Aspen. Oh, yeah. Did, oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like, like, she can just be like, it's in God's hands. And she's like, fine with that. But then I think I'm like, this, she hasn't maybe had the same traumatic experiences that I've had. Yeah. And, I can say that that didn't work for me. Oh, it's in God's hand. That didn't work for me. So I don't know. But there is a way that you can. But it still is a mindset. It is a mindset. It's a it's a good mindset if you can get it. When you believe that there's something greater than you and you're not focused on yourself 24 seven. I think that is a tool to help you get your mind out of like these sort of really scary dark holes but i'm wary of saying that this is like an all-around solution having myself been religious and felt like the sense of faith and like what it does and what it means and then also having had like my own experiences of trauma that are out of control and then it's sort of like oh but i thought you know everything's supposed to be for a reason and everything has meaning there's no accidents and then you have the pain of those things and you're like how do i reconcile that with this 
faith that I'm supposed right. to have. So it's much easier said than done. And I'm saying like from her perspective, it's not like she's had like she's not she hasn't lost a child. Like she hasn't, you know, lost a parent in a tragic way. Yeah, thank God she hasn't lost a child. Knock on wood. Like, Knock like, on wood. like there's certain things that she's that she has that it might be I see, you know, her life and her family and it's very happy and that it might be easier for someone who has yeah, it sure. kind of great to feel that way yeah I but, get um, it. but you know then there are also you know there are holocaust survivors who stayed faithful to god you know like they still believed in god you know yeah and they and it, it's like a place where they question like there's plenty of religious people where things happen to them and they yeah. still even sometimes their faiths get stronger that is yeah that is the case so i i mean i think it depends on the person. Like, do you think that a higher power, maybe that's something per- worth pursuing, not in any particular religion. I'm even yeah. saying like the idea of having something bigger than you that you feel that you can like rest your faith with or your comfort, you know. I'm going to look into it. I'll tell, let you know, guys. <laughs> is this going to become a religious podcast? No, no. no it I'm not religious. Not. More like spiritual, spiritual, about like energies. Yeah. I mean, some I'm people. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, like every time I know this is so weird. So my friend Marielle is like has spent a lot of time like working on her spiritualism. Oh, yeah. And I had long at your rehearsal dinner. We talked about this the whole time. (laughs) I'm I'm a very like sponge porous like person. Not that my pores are big, but like, you know what I mean? I can suck whatever is around me. And I've noticed that anytime I'm on the I see her in person or I'm on the phone with her like these things happen to me i swear to i swear yeah. like whether it's i have some like this one i've told her i told her this she's like this isn't me she's like this isn't because of me i'm like but it is like, like she what? did this so we were just talking and i was just like asking about how her like sometimes like her when she feels like her energy is like high or something how like how she feels or I, I i don't know and she did this like physical motion to me which was just as it to explain what she sees this sounds crazy but she like did this thing to me like that and like oh she grabbed sho- her she grabbed no, her shock no chakra. but she was showing me like she but not on purpose she was just showing me like this is what it would be like and i would look this way and then i, I was like oh okay but then the next day i had no energy like my f- skin got like my skin Sallow. got pimply like and i was like marielle you're a fucking witch <laughs> that's <laughs> like, crazy what did you do to me she's like that wasn't me what are you talking about she's like where are you getting your period i was like kind of but she's like no like i couldn't have but she's like that's very interesting but like maybe i mean maybe you're becoming more spiritual and they say that when that does happen like your energies does like start to like drain a little bit or like and i was like okay like maybe but then after that phone call <laughs> i got um i like had these really weird spirit things happen to me like i was laying in bed i swear guys that like i had a puff like i felt a puff of air in my face like i was la- nobody I, rusty wasn't home and i like opened my eyes and i'm like where did that come from and the draft like, like, no because <laughs> okay. i was facing the closet <laughs> I swear, like these, there's like things, ha- like things. So I'm, I'm like, talk to any, Mary. Like, I was like, take me to your Reiki one. <laughs> Wait, didn't you go to a medium? Yeah, but that was like a year or more ago. Did you? What? What did you feel about the medium? Um, fine. I didn't feel like particular. She said a couple things that I didn't really like. She said some interesting things that came true. Um, but like again, could have not. Yeah, I mean, my mom has been trying to get me to go to a medium to contact our family members. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I'm terrified. Like, it's scary. I just want to talk to my grandma. Like, there's so many things I think, and I'm like, she would love this. Like, I did my wedding decor sample. Second one I want to show you. It's, like, so pretty. I can't hold it in. Um, I just think, like, she, like, I want her to see it. Like, I want her to, like, see who I am now. Like, I can't. You should. But, But regardless of whether you talk to her, she, like, you know, like it's she'll still see it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Maybe she's here. You're like, yeah. but okay. That, here's the thing with like the energy and the spirituality is that like, yes, I do believe that it is real. There is substance to it, but I also think there is a risk of like putting all of your not eggs in one basket, but like putting sort of like all of your faith in one thing and being like this will solve my problems or like oh, this yeah. will explain everything because I think that that sort of set can set you up set me up for disappointment of feeling like 
oh, it's all in control. I have like a cohesive understanding of like why things are and like it's all being guided for me. And I think that's not really like a level that's possible to like live on because I don't I go don't, through changes. and. But I don't think necessarily that that's also like the only <coughs> that's whatever religion that they don't always say like. Uh, everything is guided there's no like the destiny like you can choose oh yeah you like, choose there's what, like free will what no i'm saying you can choose whatever you believe choose what you choose to believe no i know but i'm saying like I'm, I'm saying whether like whatever path you pick whether it's buddhism or or anything yeah i think that like being too certain of anything is dangerous and also count contradicts the idea of faith because the idea of having like faith or like belief in something mm-hmm. is only works because you don't have proof so it's like the like right. Otherwise, it would be evi- like otherwise it'd be like be I made facts. an observation right, of a fact. So I think the like the idea but, is that you like you, you can't ever have something fully proven to you because that would undermine the like but, belief element. But when you ha- believe in something, there's no proof. I it's know just, that's the idea behind it. But I'm it. saying, but even in when you do, you're not a hundred percent certain. You just believe in a certainty, but you're not right. necessarily saying it is certain. Right, I know, but that's why I'm saying like there is a danger in being like a hundred percent sure. That's that's at least how I feel. I don't want to. I don't want to say that to like everyone. Like, oh, right. that's a fact. But obviously, I don't ever. I, I feel a danger in feeling a hundred percent sure of anything. I see. I feel like if I get too invested in like one thing as like well because you almost have like a savior tendency. I do. <laughs> also, but there's like sort of like a savior syndrome of like oh like this will save everything. Mm-hmm. This thing will fix everything. And I think that that's not possible because it, it's just the shortcut that show like it's to a, prevent it's a us from having delusion. to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh oh if I just like invest in like this idea or like this these actions or this you know, spiritual healer or whatever it is. Like, then well, I will, it'll that, solve my issues. Well, that's why I'm trying to take the mindset of just exploring. Yeah, yeah, no. You just like I'm, take yeah. tidbits of things just to like open your mind a bit. But anyway, okay. I, I don't that. know where we went from Taylor how. Swift to like my ghosts what in my apartment. Gonna, um, what are people going to think of this combo, I, I wonder? no idea. Let us know. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. We didn't do the weirdest thing I do today. I think we do. We do you have a weird thing. I mean, I think this whole conversation was pretty weird. Yeah, I have a ghost, so I talk to it. Casper's <laughs> yeah. in my apartment. What's the, weird thing the, I the do? weirdest? It's not really a weird thing that I do. It's these. So I'm getting LASIK next week, and I had a consult earlier this week and before the consult you have to wear your glasses for two weeks so you can't wear contacts and um and now i have to wear them keep wearing my glasses so it's gonna be like a month i've never worn my glasses outside of my like bedroom or the airport what about the living room bear i know i go immediately to the bathroom i put in my contacts like I never wear my glasses. And so I was even talking to my therapist. She's like laughing. She's like, this is like kind of funny. Like you just did this thing that you ne- I remember like when, when I would run out of, I'm starting to run out of contacts. I would be like, oh my God, like I need to get them. It's catastrophe. But right. really it's not because I'm a glasses. You're like a drug addict to your contacts. But, but in, no, but it's funny because I, I'm like, what will people see when they see me? My glass, like it's this new, it's like a new look for a person like just constantly walking around and she was like it's like a funny it's kind of funny and it's like interesting I'm like it's like a social experiment and I like did it and like I had no fears of anything it was kind of great and I feel like I wouldn't be able to do it if I was younger yeah probably because you were more like stuck in like oh what will people think about my appearance and anyway so I guess the weirdest thing I'm doing is getting LASIK (laughs) but I've just been in these glasses working out they fog up it's just it's I'm telling you guys I went I went into my dishwasher to try to clean it It was too hot my glasses are like I can't see that's so funny (laughs) and they're they're like sometimes falling off because they're kind of loose you know you have to go get them tightened like I don't I think they work for you well thank you but they're going. They're going to be gone. All right. They, they make me too like tired. I get tired eyes. 
Maybe. I think it's so hard. very warm yeah. behind this glass. <laughs> I have a thick frame. At least they keep you warm in the cold. They winter. do. They do. They do. Okay. So what's the weird thing about you, Samantha? Okay. Week? Here's a weird thing that I've like been noticing because so like as my wedding's getting closer. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of questions of like, are you excited? Blah, blah, blah. People got like invitations. And I've really been like tamping down my excitement like purposefully. And I don't know if it's weird or not because as like obviously just based on this conversation you can guess that my mind goes to like what will go wrong what will go wrong what will I be unhappy about Mm -hmm. like what issues will come up like will there you know what will make me sad on that day what you know like my dad's gonna come I literally haven't seen my dad in two years maybe I'm we're I think I'm gonna go to dinner with him before like in my head um but like I'm nervous for that yeah yeah. um you know obviously there's like an element where like obvious family's religious so there's going to be like the ceremony is going to be religious like I'm nervous about like just sort of like integrating those two things of like the wedding that we really want with like what will make them happy so like those are like big things I'm nervous about like the big pieces and then just like small things that you know go wrong oh you have to pay a billion dollars for this new thing like that kind of thing so I've everyone asked me like oh are you so excited my mom literally texts me all fucking day (laughs) do you like these earrings do you like these shoes what about this for Sunday night what about this for Saturday night like like will not fucking stop she is basically the bride like she's (laughs) acting like a bride like I almost posted a text from her like because she (laughs) asks me constantly all fucking day like who's the bride in this situation (laughs) what does she say what is the text Oh my god! I will. Yes. Okay. This is this is like what I. I'm dying. Let, let me. See. Oh wow! Said, Selfie. Oh, all fucking. Oh, these. Oh, are, but you're they're, they're, you're sending selfies. No, but that was just on my teeth to see if I should get more veneers. Uh, <laughs> another weird thing I do is obsess over my, every tiny little thing about my appearance. Okay, so pretty, right? I think with the blue dress for Sunday and with the silver shoes, and I have to figure out any other jewelry. And Saturday will be the white dress with gold, the pink Gucci shoes, gold earrings. I have to pick from what's going, what's coming soon, and other jewels I may want. Also, hair half up on Sunday so I can wear the silver clip. I'm like, <laughs> what fucking silver clip are you talking about? <laughs> She's excited. Okay, so that's that's like bride talk. And what did you say? I need a photo. I thought Sunday <laughs> is the floral dress. Oh my god! Of what a different average for each night. Yes. Although I like the floral more, the blue one looks better on me, more flattering, and I think <laughs> I like it. So I'm okay looking better. It's so Picks funny. To come, waiting on my skims and Gucci's, then I can dress properly. <laughs> and you skims can really- and Gucci's. I'm dying. Who's she become? <laughs> She's very excited. She's that very I can, excited. Then I can dress properly, and you can really my see. Skims. Although I probably won't have a bra yet, but skims will help. The blue has flower appliques, and it goes with those little blue green buds. I just have to say, Kim Kardashian is doing a great job changing skims the conversation amazing. from skims from spanks to skims. Yeah, she's. I mean, my mom asked me to wait online at Nordstrom for skims. I'm like, do you know I have a job? You don't have a job. <laughs> Can't you just order them? Apparently, I don't fucking I'm just know. Just saying, like the robe is so comfortable. I would love some skims, Kim. If you're listening, <laughs> get us the robes. But Send okay, so I have been like, every time someone so asks me, I'm like, weird thing. It's that I'm like afraid to be excited for my wedding. That's not weird. No, I don't. I I. That's not. It's weird, weird. for me. But it's it's you're you don't want to be too excited. You want to set yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. Literally, back back when I was dating Rusty, he'd be like, "Are you excited? How excited are you?" I'm like, "Chill the fuck out." Like I can't sh- talk about how excited I am until I am literally there. Yeah. <laughs> and no. I'm experiencing it. We can't set ourselves up for disappointment. He's like, "You're dark." <laughs> no, I get moments of excitement. But I'm really trying. I I'm afraid of having like post wedding depression, and I think that the more I focus Ugh, on like the happen. wedding, no. But may, maybe I won't if I'm like so focused on like after, because like then after it's just like oh every day there's Mm-mm. no like big party. This is the last huge party until like I don't know. It's gonna happen regardless. I'm telling you. I also actively thought, but think about all this time that you've been spending thinking about your appearance, oh, your yeah. your every like little tiny like kind of superficial thing like i did it too yeah and it it it, just because you're not just it's not the day like even if you tell yourself it's just a day sure it's just a day but just an ordinary day (laughs) um (laughs) Um, but regardless you still have a whole year plus of of all the ramping up of the thinking the thinking and you're and and it feels like what at first you i felt really relieved but then it creeps up. It's just like now I'm at like now I just did the thing that I've been thinking about my whole like life. Right. And it's kind of crazy. And now you have to think about like not like what's the next superficial thing I can be excited about. But it's like how do I you have to like shift Work your on mind. Your marriage. Well, you, but it's not even that you have to shift your mind about 
your focus used to be on something that's a year away and now it has to be how do I stay present yes. and that's really it's hard like you you feel a, a real down and it's not from like the excitement of planning a day it's the excitement of looking ahead for so for so long and then it's passes and then you're just like it's exactly as it was before yeah and then you just have to like work on the present and that's when all the work comes in <laughs> yeah no so that's that's what i'm but there will be a lull and just 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 ride it just ride the lull yeah yeah so yeah that's the weirdest thing yeah although i guess you're saying it's not really that weird but like i'm just trying to like it's also not weird to wear glasses but you know <laughs> Right, kind of keep it down. Okay, yeah. we'll do your, your we'll do your DMs another time. Honestly, yeah. like Let, they're we'll, good, they're good DMs. We'll we'll share DM. We'll do a DM episode, and we won't talk about ourselves. <laughs> we'll do a but DM we, episode in the future. We're itching to talk about ourselves because we have only had guests. We're itching. Got to scratch that. Also, itch. a lot of these questions like require a therapist or could be benef- benefit from we a therapist. Should save them for a therapist episode. Yeah, should we have huh. a therapist? Yeah, sure. I don't know if she'd come. Okay. But I love her. <laughs> she's yeah. fun. She's just like a great gal. Okay. Have her on. I don't even want to call her a gal. She's like a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> gal slash doctor. Yeah. Doctors can be gals. Okay, yeah. let's do some non-scale wins because I'm really excited to share mine. Yeah. Are you? Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you want to hear? I have three. <laughs> Wait, are, are we reading it first? Or? Oh, let's. Okay, fine. Let's read it. You read it. Okay. Listener non-scale win. Hey, Lean and Sammy. Just want to say I love the podcast. I've been listening to every episode. My non-scale win this week was going jean shopping and not getting upset when a pair of jeans didn't fit me. Normally, I leave the store in tears because the size that used to fit me doesn't fit me anymore, but not this time. This time, I accepted the changes in my body, reminded myself that I am working towards my goals and making healthier choices, working out, eating healthier, and it's okay if my pants are a little tight right now. I ended up gaining some weight this past year that I'm slowly trying to lose, but I'm trying to do it in a sustainable way and look at it as living a healthier lifestyle rather than just trying to lose weight. Again, love the podcast and can't wait for more episodes. I can totally relate because the jeans I'm wearing today, I pulled out from like the pile of clothes that I was selling because I lost weight and I put them on and you know what? I was like, great, new pair of jeans <laughs> and they fit. Well, okay. Speak. So last week, my non-scale win was about my jeans. Yeah. I want to add an addendum to that because I didn't know this at the time. Addend. Addend. Okay. My jeans, they went from not fitting to fitting. My weight on the scale, exact same. Mm, yeah. Exact same. So the scale is a lie. It's a, irrelevant. If you're working out, it changed, your body changes. Yeah. So scale, fuck the scale. Fuck the scale. Well, okay. Not scale wins. Yeah. Can I go? Yeah. I go. I have three. Okay. Three. Oh one. What, and they all happen in a period of like two days. Okay. Maybe Marielle like hit your energy I the right so. way. I really, she's in Israel right now. She's on birthright. Oh. Oh, wow. Isn't How'd she cool? get on birthright at our age? They have a trip now up to 32. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. She's excited. Um, okay. One. She's gonna, I bet you she like goes and like meets some rabbi and like who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. We'll she, see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, 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 I'll let you know. Okay. I love that she can be open to that kind of shit. Yeah. She's very. Okay. Yeah. Number one. This morning, I did a Peloton class and I wasn't going to work out at all. But I was like, I had some time and I like physically had a conversation in my head about like, do it. Don't do it. You're going to be happy if you do it. Ugh, but how much better will you feel if you don't just like stay? And I was like, okay, let me. I'm going to walk my dog and I'm just going to do it. And guess what, I, what did I do? I beat my personal record of output that I've been trying for a really long time to beat and I did it and I was so proud of myself. So that was one. That's great. You didn't even half-ass it. I didn't half-ass it. I just like kept going. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to beat it. I'm yeah. going to beat it. Keep going. That's motivating. Everyone should remember that story. Yeah. About Step two. <laughs> At Liv, me, Matt was like, uh, I, I posted the push-ups, my push-ups video, but just want to say that is the first time I've ever done like 12 push-ups in a row without stopping just like going one two three four like doing it and he's like holy shit like keep going and I was like okay and I just kept going and it was the best feeling because like he's like we're peaking Aileen so motivated do you think that you're getting stronger because you're eating more possibly step three to to, yeah. to to add to that, the other day I ordered sushi, but instead of just going like sashimi, like rice route, which is like sort of the safe, you know, gray area that I would go, you know, not even, but yeah, I know what you're it saying. It is because it's like you only allow yourself to one section of the menu because oh, you yeah. think that like this is the spa menu. You know, the that's healthy. the example of the disordered eating that's not 
an eating disorder, it, but it that's is what I'm saying, like the gray area. Up. The yeah. gray area. Oh, that's what you mean, the gray yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, okay. the gray area. I thought that, you meant the gray area of the menu. Oh, well. I was like, that's the healthy part of the menu. That's, te- okay. I'm say- that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like you only allow your, I only allow myself sashimi and a little rice. Like this time I ordered I've never ordered sushi from takeout, Ooh, like yum. the it's with the, the rice pieces. And I was like, like Why? a special roll? Like no, 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 like the like nigiri. Okay, like I don't, I don't fuck with rolls. Oh, like rolls I just, so- I'm not there yet in my personal like They're development. The best, <laughs> no, but I just, I'm not there yet, and I like like sushi more than I like yeah. rolls. So I ordered it, and it, it was great. Like, yeah. I didn't feel any like guilt or anything. I was just like, great. I ate these sushis. And they <laughs> were the, good. And they were good. And it's possible that I'm able to be stronger because I'm eating more. Yes. I honestly think probably because like, I, I think made like spaghetti the other day. I think it was that we, fucking amazing. I think <laughs> when we're not eating, we don't even re- or eating as many calories as we should have. Like we're not even realizing the effect it's having on like the day to day functioning. Yeah. Or like, I think it's the quality of food. That's also really important. Yeah. Um, but could, which is, I'm, I'm working on like doing like a good balance and cooking more, which is a big goal for 2020. Yes. It's working. I want to become like a cook, but like, I don't no, have any ideas in my head. That's perfectionism. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone through that. Yeah. It's okay to make like, just oh, some to chicken nuggets. Great <laughs> it's okay. Um, so those are my wins. That's great. So happy. Okay. That's you great. go. Well, speaking of sushi non-scale wins, when we went out to dinner the other night, like I got brown rice, which... Mm. was like that I was, was a, a great win. influence you were no like like i got brown <laughs> rice i never do because i'm like fuck brown rice i want white rice yeah that's it was my good. usual it was great and i did eat less like you said yeah because it fills you up i think you- i can go with brown rice like more now sometimes sometimes like if you're that's why i was in the mood i didn't want brown rice like i usually that's you know and i got the sushis yeah <laughs> sorry for you saying <laughs> i just think it's funny no i agree <laughs> uh, my second or my my personal non-scale win yeah is that on saturday i made calls for elizabeth warren oh. campaign and honestly like the reason it's a win is not because like, oh, I like persuaded voters. Like I didn't persuade anyone. I got like 20 voicemails and like had five conversations. That's a lot. I mean, they were, it's crazy. Like hearing people's like weird opinions and like everyone's so different. Like just the way they think about things is fascinating. Like actually talking to like voters and not just like me Wait, and me, so my you, friends. Like, called people? I literally called randos in New Hampshire. You cold my called? First, cold calls my first call was with an 80 year old jewish guy and he and i had a conversation about the end of democracy for like six minutes and i was like i gotta go to my next person (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah that's like a new experience you've never done that before never in my life but the reason that probably the reason well (laughs) you loved it it, it's intimidating it's very intimidating like they give you a script but it's highly intimidating the reason it's a win is because this is something that is so uncomfortable for me the thought of like calling strangers and talking to them and like it's so for a political campaign that like i don't i'm not like 100 percent well versed on like all of elizabeth warren's plans and like yeah you know it's so i i said i'm doing this for one hour like i'm gonna not stop when i get like you know anxious yeah. about it and i did it for a full hour that's amazing and i did like you convince did you convince anyone I don't know if I convinced someone, but there was someone who there was like this guy who was a Bernie supporter and he's like, honestly, I'll support anyone in the race except for Tom Steyer. And then he then I was he was like, you know, I'd really support anyone. He's like, my wife's a Warren supporter. I kind of was like, I left it with like, let your wife convince you. (laughs) I don't think I like convince that most people you're just seeing if they're going to vote in the primary. Okay, that's really what you're asking. You're like, I'm calling. Is this polling? No. It's just like trying to get people to go vote and you're saying I'm calling from the Elizabeth Warren campaign okay. and you're also trying to get information like who like you you're supposed to like ask the, the script is basically like hi I'm calling from Elizabeth Warren for New Hampshire are you planning to vote in the primary on Tuesday they say like yes and some of them will be like I'm not telling you who I'm voting for yeah. some will say who they're supporting and you you're also supposed to ask like like what issues are most important to you and they all said like getting trump out i'm like okay <laughs> yeah same um and then you're supposed to be like just leave them info like Interesting. Be, like like you're supposed to find out like if do you want to ride to the polls do you like want to know about more events uh-huh. in the area it's like it's you're not really pitching the candidate you're really Got more it. just like calling on getting behalf info. of the campaign getting info trying to like spread info get people to vote basically got it that's it a was great crazy. win that's uh, d- doing anything new like it whatever was, it is like just doing one new, a new thing that you've never done before in like your 30 yes. years of living is crazy it it's was a, intimidating 
Well, congrats. Thank you. And there's like a whole computer system. Whoa. It's crazy. Wow. It was a computer crazy. system. No, but you know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> I get it. It's an interf- a new interface to have to use. Yeah, like an old woman, like trying to figure out like yeah. the site. I'm like, where does it go? Control, alt, delete. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was congrats. my own skill win. Thank you. And if anyone wants to know how to do it for, it doesn't have to be Elizabeth Warren, obviously. I could tell you. Yeah. DM Sammy. Also, have you seen those like really funny Mike Bloomberg? Oh, yeah. Like memes? Yeah. He's paying memers to to make him seem cool, but the memes themselves are actually very funny. Because they're a little self-aware. They're really self-aware. Yeah. They're really funny. Like, like yeah. the, uh, the kale salad when I laughed out loud about... I will say that Mike Bloomberg is my second um, choice. If, you know, we can't have Elizabeth Warren, we can't have principles, we can at least have money. Yeah. <laughs> and that is how I see things. Yeah. And yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. Also, just FYI, we will be doing a lot with the election through Betches. Yes. And so look out for that and let us know if you want to be more involved. Yeah. If you, if you could you if you don't know how to register you'll be able to do that through batches you'll be able to do a lot of amazing stuff in the next few months um yes. so definitely look out um and yeah this has been fun episode saman i know next time we'll get to the dms don't worry yeah we'll get to the dms next time and maybe we'll have a little what help was this with episode a about literally zero clue um <laughs> all right guys email us dst at batches.com please rate review subscribe um just go to your itunes if you love the podcast give us five stars leave a little review tell us why you like it join our facebook group it's diet stars tomorrow we're on facebook there's great conversations i love a community um love and community. D- um follow me and sammy at aileen at sammy follow at diet starts tomorrow on instagram dm us whatever you want us to talk about carly's there listening that was great wasn't it yes you like did like we're did so bad all. at promoting it all but you just did it that was great all right guys we're always with you through thick and thin Diet Starts Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbine. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to dst at betches.com. Betches.